everyone, and welcome back to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. It's been a little bit of a hiatus uh, over the last month, a little bit over a month, but we are back for episode 255. My name is Steve, and I'm so grateful to be here with you to talk video games. And of course, we got Barry. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Uh, Steve, great to be back. Absolutely. And uh, Greg, good to see you again, too. Yep, it's also great to be back. Missed uh, having our podcast over the last month. Yeah, and it's actually, it's been a little little longer since Greg and I have talked to Barry because he couldn't make the last one because he was a little <laughs> under the weather. How are you feeling now, Barry? <laughs> I feel fine now, a little under the weather. Uh, that was actually my worst day. I'm like, oh man, this oh. really, this head cold sucks. And it just knocked me out. And I started feeling a little bit better for a couple days. And uh, But my nose was like stuffed. I'm like, why can't I, you know, I'm just stuffed. So my wife's like, Let's get some Vicks Vapor Rub, you know, just you know, put on your lip, it'll help you. So I'm like, I think the Vapor Rub went bad, and she's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "It's bad. It does doesn't have an odor." And then I thought about it some more, and I'm like, "I think I need to get tested." And sure enough, she brought me COVID. So that's actually why I wasn't there. She brought me COVID from work, and she thought she just had a head cold too. So I'm like, "Oh, that's wonderful. Thanks." Nice. So I was knocked out for two weeks due to COVID. So that is exactly the reason I wasn't here. And I, I, I if it was any other day during that time period, I would have been fine. But that that one day was the absolute worst where it knocked me on my ass. So uh, I'm sorry I couldn't be here. I did listen. And I was in bed, nauseous and, and miserable. And I was watching the podcast, watching Steve and, and Greg riff on me because I wasn't here. And, and uh, I, you know, I gave him a little bit of hell about it. But, but uh, I felt the love. I'm just glad you weren't nauseous because of us. <laughs> uh, well, Sitting there in bed, and you're like, well, I wasn't feeling good, but now I'm really not feeling good listening to these guys talk. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny that, okay? <laughs> uh, Greg, I, have we – you've not you've not had COVID yet, have you? I have not, no. Yeah, I'm we are, COVID we are in the minority still. Be like, I uh, would be, yeah. but uh, uh, blame it on the wax. I guess. Love, right? <laughs> what should I totally do? <laughs> yeah. So, so Greg, other than you know, he's still escaping COVID and everything. What's what's the last what's the last month been like? Before we dive into all the game news and stuff, we've got a ton, by the way, to talk about tonight. Uh, and if you haven't. <laughs> Hey, I'm just so excited to talk about you guys. We'll, we'll get back to this. I, I forget the whole other portion that I'm supposed to do before we jump into all this stuff. Um, thank you guys for joining us. And thanks for all the people that are joining us in the chat. Um, we have a live chat that goes uh, while we record this podcast. And we absolutely love interacting with you all throughout the whole podcast. Uh, so make sure that you do throw your thoughts around anything that we talk about tonight, uh, what we've been playing, what you've been up to over the last uh, month while we've been taking uh, a break from the podcast um, any of the news that we talk about tonight we've got a ton of news to get caught up on uh, so we'd love to hear your thoughts or just random you know things that come to your mind just throw them in the chat we'll refer to them as much as we can throughout the show also if you have not done so yet please follow us over on twitter we're at nintendo fuse we love interacting with you guys online on social um, and you can also join our dis discord community um, the link is on the screen and also in the show notes and the youtube description for our social media and our discord we absolutely love interacting with you all uh, in between episodes on either social media or discord so with that out of the way, now, Greg, what have you been up to over the last month? 
Well, definitely been having a lot of summer fun. I've been using my projector and playing my NES like on different walls, like throughout the house or even outside of the backyard. So I thought it'd be like, I know like growing up, like my mom was like, oh, go play outside. I'm like, okay, I can, now I can bring my video games outside and play. So it's <laughs> nice. like, I'm it's outside, I'm enjoying the weather. <laughs> and then I can project like the, the NES mini. This one of these guys back oop, too far, but yeah. Yep. Brought like that little guy outside and cooked it up to the projector, and it's really cool being able to play whatever Mega Man Two, Mario Three, some awesome Punch Out, some classics on there. So I've been doing that. Um, I checked out a new arcade recently, and they had like the Mario Kart um, arcade machine. It was pretty cool to see like some of the courses on there. I haven't really played a lot of the Mario Kart GP courses, and mm. like those were some pretty fun ones to play. I like what had went with like a friend or whatever, and it was just a blast. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, looks like we got uh, Jakester, of course, joining us in the chat. Hey, Jakester, and uh, yeah, <laughs> he says your wife Barry must just have so much love for you that she had just brought you a summer gift. That's what I, that's <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so uh, yeah, other than other than getting over COVID, um, beyond video games, what's what's life looked like for you for the last month, Barry? Um, beyond that, well, one negative thing about COVID is, uh, that weekend after our podcast, I was supposed to go to too many games, uh, see a bunch of people, uh, really fun show and, uh, didn't feel up for it. And, uh, cause I didn't even know I had COVID. I, I canceled beforehand. I was getting like two hour sleeps and I was like, I just can't do this. There's something wrong with me. Uh, well, so that sucked. So I didn't get to do that. Um, but I did do two other shows. I did uh, a video game con, did a show, did a one-day vendor show uh, here in Jersey. So I did that, got to see, again, some friends I hadn't seen in a while, which was really cool just to get back and hang out with them. And then the following weekend, um, ZoloCon Game On was the first ever game show for ZoloCon in uh, Pennsylvania, just north of Philly. So I did something I don't normally do is I took a day trip because they invited us to come out and we weren't sure if we should do it. Uh, you know, it should be a vendor because it's, you know, there's a lot to it, a hotel and all that stuff. And it was very short notice. Um, but uh, my wife and I, we, we drove down there and uh, we, we met up with the people who, the organizers, and we had a good chat with them. And we walked around and met some people and saw some friends again that, you know, I was like, oh, cool, you're here. You know, it's uh, nothing. I didn't buy anything, but it was just really cool experience there first year show uh first year for the game show they they've been many many times doing like a toy show uh awesome group of people that was put it on so really happy to support them so that was really neat to do and uh you know prepping now a lot of prep work for this month because we're in august uh, retro world is later this month up in connecticut that, that we'll be doing uh so it's a lot of exciting times in terms of that other than that playing video games like <laughs> that's it i'm like you know what if i got covid i can't go outside so i'm just gonna sit here and play video games and play video games i did <laughs> nice 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 and i'm i'm assuming did you have the the brain fog portion of uh covid no thing? oh that's not good. at all so you were able not to play some games and actually make some progress because oh, i've heard other people that 100%. would have loved to have played games but they uh they couldn't actually think good enough to actually make it even through like a mario game or something <laughs> Well, like I said, I, I thought it was just a head cold, 
uh, and a stuffy nose isn't even a, uh, a symptom. And I, I legit had a stuffy nose. That's that's one of the reasons I was up or only was able to sleep for two hours because I have sleep apnea. So I had my mouth guard in and I couldn't breathe out of my nose at all. And I was like dying. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm going to die. You know, like it was uh, two terrible nights. My Fitbit was like, we're not even going to give you a sleep score. You haven't slept enough. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Um, but no, I never had that. And by the time I realized, oh, I have COVID, um, it was already a week in. So the next week I felt perfectly fine, but it took another week to get the double negative score mm -hmm. or a negative test. And I wasn't going out. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to play. <laughs> That works. That works. Cool. So, uh, yeah, just a quick rundown of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Of course, we're going to get into what we've been playing. Um, and Barry's got a, got a long list because of what he just said. Um, but uh, then Barry's also going to give a good uh, review of uh, a game called Thunder Kid 2 Null Mission. And then we're going to get into a bunch of uh, the stuff that happened over this last month. We didn't have our Nintendo Direct. Um, exactly. We had a kind of a Nintendo Direct, a mini partner showcase. Um, so we'll get into the partner showcase. We'll talk about East Asia Soft's uh, a midsummer event, I think it's what it was called. Um, and also Annapurna, Annapurna Interactive uh, Showcase from July 28th. And then we're going to give you a ton of different headlines, um, some quick stories that we want to make sure that you guys know that happened over this last month. Maybe some things that uh, that you know about already, but we want to definitely make sure that you guys know about them and uh, and discuss those a little bit at the at the end before we, of course, jump into what's coming out over the next couple weeks. So uh, let's jump into what we've been playing. Barry, let's uh, kick us off. Yeah, my list is abnormally long uh, for one reason. Well, for two reasons. One. Uh, COVID and two, it's been six weeks for me. So, because, uh, you know, I, I missed the last podcast. So I had, I, I utilized my time wisely. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do some stuff uh, and play some games. So, uh, Animal Crossing, I did play, but I'm like done now. Like, I probably won't be saying much more of it. Uh, I just, it's just, not getting anything, not getting any more recipes. I'm just like, I'm, I'm done. Like, maybe I'll come back. Uh, Pokemon Unite, been playing quite a bit more. Actually, my wife started playing. They started the one-year anniversary event. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Unite. Uh, did Mario Strikers Battle League. Uh, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to play it. I played through the single player and got the, you know, all the, the cups. And then it's like, here's a harder difficulty. I was like, all right, a harder difficulty. Let's try it. And they kicked my butt. And I'm like, I'm done. Uh, I played. So I, I had fun with it. Um, played a game called Ocean's Heart, which is a uh, Zelda-style 2D um, game. A lot of fun. A game called Hourglass. It's a first-person uh, puzzle title similar to Portal, using time elements, but it you know doesn't have the witty dialogue like No Glados, unfortunately. Uh, Fall Guys. Fall Guys went free during this break, so I tried it and I played it for about two days and had some fun with it, and I, <laughs> I haven't gone back, but I did have fun with it. It was a good time. Uh, play a game called Kung Fu Kickball. It's a uh, like a 2D. Uh, kind of a sport game, you know, it's, it's kickball where you have to try it, almost like basketball, but you have like your ninja fighters and you get to beat the crap out of each other. Uh, really interesting uh, title. I did the Live Alive or uh, demo, and then I played Live Alive. Um, that came out and I, I made a goal. I'm like, can I beat Live Alive before Xeno comes out? And it only gives me a week. Uh, and I did. Uh, I had a blast with it. Oh, what a great RPG. I never got it on the Super Nintendo because it never came over here. But 
uh, the the 2D HD visuals are fantastic. The story is great. Um, there's just so much to it. I, I do highly recommend it. it is, you know, I, I went through it quickly, um, but I feel I got, like, I got the true ending. I, I saw the bad ending. Um, it's And it, because it's broken in chapters, it's it's quite easy to just play and relax. Um, played a game called Record of Lotus War, Deedlit in Wondered Labyrinth. If you enjoy Castlevania, especially like Symphony of the Night or the Game Boy Advance or the DS Castlevanias, I uh, highly recommend this game. It is short. It's like five, six hours. So it's not going to kill you, but it's it's a really great love letter to uh, to Castlevania, hmm. uh, the Metroidvania style. Uh, played a game called Music Racer. It's a rhythm game where you pick cars and you get to, you're like almost driving on like guitar, uh, like the fret of a guitar, and you have to go into the right lane to the hit the note. Uh, Nonogram's Prophecy. It was one of those free games. I don't know if you saw that. There was a, no Gravity Games did a free giveaway during our time off. It was like five free games, and this was one of them. And it's Picross, and I love Picross, so I played that. Uh, Thunder Kid 2, No Mission. I'll talk more about that in a bit. That was a review code. Uh, a game called Fallen Angel, which I will talk about next time because that's another review code. Uh, and then I actually played a little bit on the apps. I don't usually do the apps, um, but I did the Genesis app because Mega Man Wily Wars came out. And I never got to do that in America because of Sega Channel, which I did not have. And while I have the Retrobit physical, I just never plugged it in. So I played and beat Wily Wars for the first time, meaning running through 1, 2, and 3 again, which was a lot of fun. And then uh, doing Wily Wars. Uh, so that, that was a good time. On N64, I did Pokemon Puzzle League, uh, which uh, they just dropped again. I love Tetris Attack on the Super Nintendo, but I never played Puzzle League. So I went through and beat it on normal. Um, but I was I had my fill. I didn't need to beat it on hard. Uh, and then on the NES, I did the they just dropped it. We'll talk a little bit about it. Davia Story Six: Imperial of Nirshante Taya. I played it for maybe five minutes. It's all Japanese. I didn't understand what the heck was going on. When I finally found a battle, it was confusing. Uh, not too fun. And then of course the final game I played on the Switch, uh, which I'm still playing now, and I've put in a whopping 40 hours. Uh, thus far is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 uh, because that game is just amazing beyond belief. It is open in every way. Uh, I spent the last two days not really progressing the story, just exploring areas that I didn't know I could find. And I'm now like level 47 and the storyline that I'm on is like 32. So I'm like way over leveled, but I did grind. I was just exploring and just finding and the world is insanely big. Like, it makes Breath of the Wild look like a sandbox, like a little child sandbox compared to the rest of the world. Uh, the battle mechanics are amazing. The way they, the story is fantastic. And I'm still waiting to see how it connects. Uh, voice acting is good. The environments are beautiful. The, the, there's a world traversal. You could, you know, grind down the, the rails and climb up mountains, and you, you don't get it all at once. Uh, the chain attacks are easier to do. The Ouroboros combining is a lot of fun and, and strategic. The job system is awesome. The fact that you get new heroes to join you, each have different jobs, and then as they fight alongside, your heroes learn the jobs. So you can really pick and choose your party, how many tanks you want, how many DPS, and how many healers. All do different things. Like, I can't rank it compared to the other games, but I could say if you didn't like the combat in one or two, you will most likely like three because it's improved. If you didn't like the gotcha system from two, that's gone. The blade that that whole system's gone. 
Uh, and if you if you enjoy open world, if you're looking for Breath of the Wild 2 and you're like, oh, I got delayed, do not sleep on this game. Everybody I see on Twitter is playing this. People, first timers, are jumping into this game and are like, oh my God, I can't believe I've missed the Xeno series. And I, I echo that already. And I'm still only in chapter four. I'm in chapter four of the game. I don't know how many chapters there are, but I don't care. I'm just having fun. Even the quests are fun, and they're usually the most tedious part of any game. Uh, but that's not all. On the PlayStation 4, uh, I played AI, Somnium Files, Nirvana Initiative, which also came to Switch, but I played the PS4 one. Uh, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal game. If you've never played Zero Escape or the first AI, you're doing yourself a disservice. They are fun like they're visual novel in a sense, but they also have this really cool mechanic of going inside people's psyche and dissecting and like going around and, and picking apart their brains to pretty much figure out their inner secrets. Uh, and sometimes like you, you uncover past traumas and, and it's a murder mystery because you're a cop and you're figuring out what's going on. And uh, there's always that shoe that drops that will screw you up. It will always be like, oh, I've got it all figured out. And then they're like, oh yeah, it's totally different than what you expected. Uh, just a, a gem of a game. Um, more people need to play it. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, PS5, I played Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series. Again, another one on Switch. One that I had to import because Bandai decided America was the one region that wasn't going to get a physical. Every other region did. And it's Klonoa. Um, but I never played the Klonoa games. So I'm like, all right, I got a little, let me try it. And I, I beat them both. It's Klonoa 1 and 2, redone. Uh, fun. I, I actually platinumed. I got a platinum and I wasn't trying. So it's really not one of those that uh, is terribly hard, although you do have to do the challenge levels. Um, but yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I do recommend it. If you've never played Klonoa, you like 2D platformers. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, is it Mario quality? No. But is it a lot better than a lot of other platformers? Yes. So I do recommend that. Uh, PC, I've been playing Final Fantasy 14 quite a bit more. They, uh, had an update. I had some stuff I have to do and the 6.2 is around the corner. I think it's this month. So there's even more coming. Uh, and on the mobile side, Mario Kart Tour. My wife got into Mario Kart Tour, and I've just been playing it quite a bit more. Uh, no Dragalia loss. I still haven't gone back. They added a new story, and I still haven't gone back. Damn it. I'm mad. But, but, I, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing for the past six weeks of my life. <laughs> yeah. So you really haven't done much. <laughs> I haven't done much. <laughs> How has Xenoblade 3 already not beaten? I thought you were supposed to put in 100 <laughs> he got, hours. You got lost exploring. <laughs> There's, I did. Honestly, like I, the first day I did chapters one and two, I'm like, oh, I'm moving at a clip. And chapter three was the second day. And it was like 12 hours for me to be chapter three because chapter three opens up and I started exploring. And then chapter four or the next day, I was like, oh, I'm going to do chapter four. Oh, but wait, I'm going to go back and check one thing first. And that led to another and another. And I found hidden heroes that were completely optional and hidden areas, hidden towns, which added new quests. And like I must have accidentally or, or went to optional areas the equivalent of probably half of Breath of the Wild's map at this point. Like, wow. just optional, you don't need to do them, at least not at this stage of the game. Hmm. Um, remarkable. Remarkable. That's wow. all I have to say. Uh, going to the chat, looks like uh, Jakester has been playing, finished both Metroid Prime 1 and 2, and uh, finally got to go back to LEGO Star Wars after they finally fixed the the uh, glitch there, the patch, the the thing that was like 
closing down the game and preventing him from continuing to uh, to move on. I think that was in episode eight or nine. I forget which one it was, um, but that's been fixed now. And also just finished the golden route of triangle strategy and started a third run yesterday. And uh, yeah, I think he, uh, he's also saying that he enjoys the 2D, 2D Metroid games more than Prime. Um, and also confirmed that was episode nine that had the game breaking glitch in it for Star Wars, uh, Lego Star Wars. Um, yeah, I haven't actually went back to, to Lego Star Wars yet. I, I pretty much avoided it just in case I didn't I, when I hit that that glitch. So like I just like, and you know, what, I'm just going to leave it alone until that's patched. So I need to get back to it now that it, it's been fixed. Uh, Greg, what have you been up to lately in terms of uh, gameplay? Surprisingly, not as much as uh, I almost would have thought having like all this time off from the last podcast, but um, animal crossing is still going pretty full steam ahead. I've been getting more stuff designed on the Island to get it to more like a finalized state. Um, I picked up uh, both Raymond and Audie, two of the more coveted villagers, at least like early on in the game's life cycle. Obviously now they're just the amiibo cards. You can get them whenever you want, but I know those were the two more most desirable ones, at least at the game's launch. <clears throat> I was did some more TMT Shredder's Revenge. I was having some fun playing with my brother. And then I also did um, some solo action just to just level up more turtles just for the heck of it. Um, even though I've already beaten the main story mode and like the arcade mode or whatever, I just thought I'd level up some more turtles to the maximum level. Um, then I also started playing Phenotopia Awakening. It's one of our premium editions, uh, latest uh, releases, and it, actually having a lot of uh, fun with it. It's a little adventure game. They go around and uh, <clears throat> solve some different puzzles and move like your character around. Like I only finished like the first area, but I'm excited to continue further on through it. Um, another game that I was playing was Wreck and Ruin. It was just a game I had downloaded. I forever ago or for whatever reason and i finally decided that i wanted to give it a shot and see what that one was like and it's actually a really cool like um like two and a half d kind of like adventure game you're going around like defeating like enemies and monsters you can cast spells and use weapons and abilities and it's really smooth and like the all the controls are super solid to like control your attacks in like the eight different directions so i was having a lot of fun with that and hoping to play that one more as well and then finally, I had some more fun in the NES online app. I was mostly playing like the, some co-op games with my brother, like Double Dragons, um, let's see, Super Dodgeball, and some other ones that are on there that we enjoy playing the, together like when we hang out. So um, those are the mostly the ones on Switch, and then just still pumping away at Fire Emblem Heroes. They're going to be doing their five-and-a-half-year anniversary in the next, like, day or two there might actually be a fate channel tonight for steve to listen to so although the voice <laughs> has changed hasn't it yeah, yeah like flat yeah. flat flat, flat. Okay. it still always begins with i think there's supposed to be a fate channel tonight i people have been speculating there's supposed to be one like in the pretty much over the weekend but it hasn't happened yet so it's pretty much got to happen before tomorrow so they'll be also covering the choose your lessons uh year five winners and stuff like that too um, Kram was one of those from Fire Emblem Awakening. I know we had some Fire Emblem Awakening chat in our um, retro councils channel. So that's be pretty cool if you want to jump into Heroes and see Kram. Nice. Nice. 
Uh, yeah, so I, like Greg, you'd think I'd have all this time, but uh, I've not played much, uh, many games. I've actually been traveling uh, a little more and, and had a lot of things going on uh, throughout July, which is one of the reasons why we took a little bit of a break, because uh, I anticipated I'd be gone a lot more and, and with the holidays and everything, too. Um, but yeah, since uh, Fall Guys came out on uh, on Switch and pretty much every console is now free to play. If you miss, missed that, it is uh, free to play on uh, all consoles. And so now I have it on my PlayStation, Xbox and Switch because why not? Um, <laughs> it's like, you know what, which which one do I like better? And it, they pretty much all operate about the same. It's it. I don't think Fall Guys is necessarily a game that I have to have like super high resolution. Like as long as the, fr- the frame rate is pretty good, um, I'm I have a good experience. And I actually I, I had a big mess because I had Fall Guys on my PS4 uh, before, but it was the PlayStation, like uh, the version that they gave you for free if you were a P- PS Plus member, but then I hadn't logged in and I don't have a PS Plus anymore. So there was a huge thing and they had to actually reset my account. But I got all my old stuff back, which the end of the story is it's all good. Um, I have all my my old stuff back, which is great. They're like, oh, we're going to have to reset your account and everything. You'll, you'll lose your new progress. And I was like, well, I've only played two games, so feel free to wipe it. I don't care. <laughs> um, so my my old progress was much further uh, along and had a lot more stuff attached to it than my new my new progress. So I was <laughs> gladly uh, saying yes to that. Um, but that it's been fun to get back into it and you know like fall guys is definitely like you said barry it's 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 fun to play around with um sometimes it's really frustrating and sometimes it's really really exciting and and fun uh but uh but yeah it's great that it's free now um and i also played another free-to-play game that i hadn't booted up in a long time and that's Fortnite. um i know hassan plays it a lot um there's guys that are um, like old Nintendo Fuse podcast people, you probably remember Hassan. Um, but yeah, he's a big Fortnite fan. And so I booted it up um, after playing around with Fall Guys for a while. I was like, oh yeah, I haven't played Fortnite in a while. Mail, wow, that game has changed. Um, there are so many different modes that you can play now. Like before it was just basic, you know, like Battle Royale. And then they added the party mode. And then there was like private matches. And that was pretty much it before. And now there's like so many different options to, to go into. There's like seven different party modes and they're bringing new modes in all the time. And now the no build mode is a part of that. And like there's so many different things to go in, mini games you can play and, and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so it was fun just to look around. I didn't have a whole lot of time that day, but I'm going to I'm probably going to start playing Fortnite a little more now um, that I know that there's there's more than just the basic battle royale now. Um, so that's that was fun to, to play around with. Uh, played a little more TM, TMNT Shutter's Revenge. Uh, Greg and actually I actually played right after the last podcast recording. And uh, that was that was really fun because I told him I was like, well, yeah, I have enough time to just play for a little bit. And then the next thing we know, we're beating the game um, <laughs> and played with Mike a little bit, too. So Mike from Nintendo Fuse here, uh, we played with him for a few levels. And then then uh, Greg and I finished up the game. And that was really fun. So. Yeah, it's, it worked so smoothly. I was pretty surprised. Yeah, I know yeah. they did. That, they did patch some stuff since we've played it, too. But mm-hmm. um I think there was a game update for it since we played it, but uh, it was surprisingly very smooth and very flawless. And I can't believe we lost that one achievement on like I 
heading to continue on like the very last level though. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize there was an achievement with that. I was just happy to beat it. So. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I think it was cool too. Cause it, like I, I think I mentioned to you guys in discord, it was, it felt like, I mean, the only thing we were missing was like a voice chat and that would have probably been it from me feeling like you guys are just right in the same room with me or playing, you know, on an arcade cabinet or something. It was, it was that smooth, um, to play along. So that was, that's really cool. Um, also played some wonder boy collection. So I got uh, review copies, review codes for that. Um, and I got all four, some gameplay and some thoughts on all four of the games that are included in that collection over on my gaming channel. But, um, I never really played wonder boy, uh, or the monster world games at all. Um, so like in summary, I'll say monster boy one is pretty fun i really i really enjoyed it monster boy 2 and monster land i believe it is what it's called uh is um okay um and then monster boy 3 which is monster boy and monster world um kind of just took a downward turn and i really did not enjoy the last one monster world 4 um and it and it really confused me too, like why they kept changing the storylines. Like all of a sudden, it went from you know this, you know uh, this platformy game to all of a sudden like more RPG like, and then back to platformy. And then there's a ton of dialogue in one of them. Monster Boy Four or Monster World Four. I totally got lost. Like at some point, I got I stopped and I couldn't progress any further. I couldn't figure out what I was supposed to do. Um, so that was weird because it was the newest game and I figured that'd be the best, but not so much. Um, I, I have all those four, I'd play monster boy, the first one over and over again, but I would avoid two, probably avoid three and four seems like it'd be okay if I could figure out how to progress. Um, but there's also a lot of dialogue in a couple of them. Like you just keep talking to people. You don't need to just, if you play the games, ignore all the dialogue you do not need to talk to people i did and wasted like 10 minutes just walking around talking to people instead of progressing in the game just skip you don't need to talk to anybody um <laughs> so that's my my experience with wonder boy collection um it's cool if, if you really enjoy those games it's great to have you know all the extra features to be able to pause the game and um skip back and forth and all that stuff um that all the you know the modern roms bring from from the old retro games but um but yeah, Monster Monster Who One is is my favorite of the four, um, but not the great exper experience for the rest of them. Um, and uh, I've been playing this game called Rocket League a little bit. I don't know if you guys know about it, but I've been playing that a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, sounds you like a minor play title. Rocket League? Never, yeah, just, just a little bit. Yeah, I am solidly in Diamond 2 now, almost in Diamond 3, getting pretty close to champion level, which I'm going to be pretty excited about. And I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to move beyond champ because there's no way I'm going to become a grand champ. But I'll be I'll be okay in champ. We'll see what happens when I get there. And then all of a sudden I'll be like, no, I got to grind more to get to grand champ. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. That doesn't sound like the Steve I know. He's gonna be the grand champ, ranked right. number one. Supersonic legend. I got to build up there. No, there's no way. Like, there's people that are there's there's players that are like thirteen that are like so much better than I am, and their reflexes and everything just can't compete with a thirty some. So, <laughs> but I'm doing I'm doing better than I used to. So I'm pretty pretty excited about it. <laughs> 
Um, you have to adopt strategies. <laughs> that that is true. The problem is I need some I need some people to play with because solo queuing is hard because I'll get um, I'll get some games where I really connect with people and then other games where I'm like they're just rude and they stop playing or they start scoring on us and they just get angry or they're just bad altogether and I don't know how they get that rank altogether but yeah it's it's really annoying because you progress and progress and progress and all of a sudden you have bad teammates and just start tanking but such is the game so it's <laughs> so many games like that yeah, well let's yeah, get into uh pokemon unite. <laughs> exactly pokemon unite very similar uh so let's get into our review for this and barry's got this game called uh thunder kid 2 so tell us a little bit more about that barry Sure. So um, this game, Thunder Kid 2 Null Mission, is a title I first saw on uh, one of the East Asia Soft showcases. And I, I fell in love with the art style. It's like this 8-bit uh, pseudo 3D uh, graphics as you move you know, towards the screen, almost like uh, Space hair. And uh, I was like, oh, this looks really good. And, and they did provide a review code, so full disclaimer. Uh, this came out June 15th, by the way, of this year. Uh, East Asia Soft again, the publisher. Uh, and and I started this, and the first thing I did was die. I was like, whoa, whoa hold on a minute. Uh, because you, you play Thunder Kid, and your objective is to go you know, start to finish. And there's all these enemies trying to shoot you. And I get a little bit further into the stage, and there's a checkpoint. I'm like, oh, good. Thank God there's a checkpoint for this. And I go a little further, and I, I hit something, and boom, end of stage. I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. And you have infinite lives. So I was like, okay. So I progressed through a couple stages, and then I had a boss. And the boss has like a ridiculous amount of HP, but it's pattern-based. Start figuring out the pattern, beat it, cool, move on to the next. And uh, I think there's seven worlds in total, uh, each with four levels, three traversal levels, and then um, a boss. Each level also has a coin. That uh, it, It's a hidden coin, and it shows up on the list, but I don't know what it does. I don't know if it's just like a, like a hidden thing just to, to, to get it, like a collectible for collectible's sake. But uh, I did have a lot of fun with it. I did not beat it because of the challenge. And there's some things that I think this game will be a lot better if they tweaked. Uh, one is there's no, there's no like invincibility time. So usually when you play a game, you get hit, you have a couple frames at least of invincibility. In this game, you don't. So there are times where and you have four hits per level. And uh, I went, like, there are times where I just got bombarded and I died without even being able to move because there was no way to react. Or, like, fighting a boss where, you know, you're trying to jump and you wind up hitting part of the boss while jumping and then you land on a bullet from the boss because it's like a bullet hell. Uh, and then you wind up getting to, you know, 50% pretty much of your life instantly gone. Uh, so I think they should have an option to turn it on and off. I mean, I think it should be on. I think most, most gamers like it on, but you know what? Maybe you want to up the challenge. Uh, and that, that's, that's probably my biggest complaint about the game. The levels are not terribly long, and it's a good thing they're not terribly long, because if they were, I don't think uh, I would have gotten as far. Uh, because, like again, it's just because of that, because you have no, no invincibility timer. And uh, the bosses are, are very varied. Every boss is very different, very creative. The story is kind of nonsensical. I didn't play Thunder Kid 1, so I don't know if that's required to understand the story. But it, the, the bosses have dialogue, and they're talking to you, and I'm 
just like I'm completely lost. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But sure, uh, something about the null, you know, something null. Okay, whatever. Uh, I, I, I think at the end of the day, if this sounds exciting to you, if you look at the trailer and say, oh, this reminds me of, of what could have been like on the NES or the SNES uh, or, or the Genesis, and uh, I like that level of difficulty, I think the price is right. I think you get enough content for $8 um, to enjoy the game. Uh, it, I would 100% recommend it if they put in that invincibility timer. But uh, I did have a lot of fun with it, and I am very thankful for the code. And, uh, you know, that's if, if this sounds interesting to you, then definitely give it a shot. Cool. Thanks for that review, and thanks for uh, thanks to East Asia, Asia Soft for providing yet another uh, code for us to check out this game. Um, they've been very kind to us and being able to check out a lot of games and give some reviews and game chats. So cool, uh, Greg. Any thoughts or questions or anything for Barry about that game or anything else? Not really. It sounds pretty straightforward, and sounds like it could be some fun to be had if you appreciate the difficulty and whatnot. So. I don't know. I'll have to check it out more. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's jump in. Uh, we've got another game chat coming up uh, next month. We want our next uh, episode. Um, we want to want to tease that. I, I'm blanking on the name of it. We mentioned it earlier. Fallen Angel. Fallen Angel. That's right. It's an RPG. Um, also from East Asia Soft. And uh, so no, we'll it's check not. It. No, it's, it's not. not. Oh, it's not. I just assumed. <laughs> I presumed wrong. You assumed wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, completely all the ones we've been doing. So that's cool. Um, so yeah, I've I've got it downloaded, but I haven't checked it out yet. So looking forward to uh, to playing that, and we'll give you a, a full uh, discussion and review uh, next episode. Uh, but let's jump into some news. And uh, there's been quite a bit that's happened over this last month or so since our last episode. Uh, one thing that has not happened is this Nintendo Direct that uh, we've been thinking, you know, was going to happen in June because that's when E3 normally happens. And then, uh, you know, some people were saying, you know, they'll probably hold off till July, gives them a little extra time. They don't have to hold the June time because E3 is not happening this year. I was like, you know, that makes a lot of sense. We're here we're at the end of June, probably going to happen in July. Here we are in August and still no Nintendo Direct. So before we get into any news, um, I just want to know what you guys are thinking around this this absence of what seems to be like no summer Nintendo Direct this year. I mean, I guess it could still happen in August um, and maybe the beginning of September and still technically be summer. Um, but uh, but usually a lot of people were thinking June or July and it's still not here. Uh, Greg, what do you have to think about this? Is this are we not going to see anything at all? Or you think, you know, just Nintendo sitting back Have they given up on Nintendo Directs altogether? What do you think? I don't know. I've been tuning into like that kiss the Kit and Krista podcast thing, and they made it seem like um, they weren't really bound by the E three rules, and made it seem like oh, they'll probably since people have gotten pretty good at all these like predictions about when they're actually going to be and everything, um, and that obviously kind of upsets Nintendo that people can figure that stuff out. Um, I think they're pretty much going one. I know we normally get one in September, and it wouldn't make much sense to have one in August. That I don't know that. They wouldn't show for September. I mean, I guess they could always bump September's up to August, but I'm not thinking that's going to be too likely. I mean, we pretty much have a lot of 
the games that are coming out this holiday season. Um, but I know that like, usually that E3 one gives us a little preview of what to expect in like the first few months of like next year and like pretty much until like E3 next year. So um, I don't think we really have like a major timeline. I mean, I know Breath of the Wild 2 should probably be out before E3 next year, but um, I really don't know a whole lot of stuff that's going on, at least for next year, at least. This year's pretty much panned out. Unless they have like a surpriser here that here or there that they'll sh- either shadow drop an announcement in the coming weeks, or maybe they'll just put in the September direct that was a nice big surprise coming. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned shadow dropping. Uh, that's been happening a lot. Instead of a Nintendo direct, they've just been dropping everything on Twitter. Uh, I feel like every time you know, every, for a while, it was like every day I, I woke up, there was like another announcement. Um, they got on posted on Twitter and just sent it out by email, press release, and that was it. Barry, do you think that's the that's the future of Nintendo's announcements, or are they going to go back to a direct? <laughs> They'll go back to a direct. I think they looked at it from a perspective of without E3, do they still have to do what they need to do? Uh, and they have they have obligations to their partners, their third-party partners. That's their obligation. Their obligation isn't to us. Their obligation is to the third-party partners. <clears throat> so I think that's the reason we got the direct we did. And if you look at the stuff that could have been there, uh, we had it either shadow dropped or it was a Xenoblade direct prior to. Um, that would have filled in. That would have been the Nintendo Direct. It would have been the stuff that we've now known Shadow Dropped, maybe one extra bonus stuff or two things that we haven't seen, plus what we did get. And that would have been the E3 Direct. So they probably looked at it and said, we are obligated to our partners. Let's do a partner Direct. Uh, Xenoblade, let's give it more time and give it its own Direct because it comes out uh, in July. And everything else... uh, you know, we'll, we'll shadow drop when we're ready to shadow drop it. And I'm I'm sitting at this point now, and while I love directs, and I do think they're coming back, I don't know if we're going to get a fall direct. I know we usually go out in September, but Nintendo usually has a big game every month in a healthy year. And they've got, you know, July, June had uh, Mario Strikers, and July had Xenoblade. I don't think there's anything in August. Uh, September is Splatoon 3. October is Bayo 3. We'll talk about in Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. Uh, November is Pokemon. So that leaves December and August. So if it's if we're talking September, October for a Fall Direct, August is passed. And we're just leaving December. December is not a big month for game releases because everything's out before Black Friday. December is kind of quiet. So we know N- Nintendo's got a very, very healthy end of year. And then they've got a very healthy third party end of year, too. So could we see another direct? Absolutely. Would I like to see? Sure. Do they need to? I hate to say it, but they really don't. <laughs> you know, it's they really have a very healthy year and they could put it off until January or February and say, here's what's coming first half. Now, there are still things up in the air, like what about Advanced Wars 1 and 2? And I've heard some rumors that it's going to be like February of next year or something like that. Like That game's done. Like, yeah, put it out. Like maybe maybe that will be August game. Maybe they'll just shadow drop. Oh, you know, Advance Wars is coming. They don't need a direct for that. We know about the game. We've seen the game. We're all just waiting for the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at this point, I mean, I think we as fans want the direct more than Nintendo needs to have it. 
because <laughs> like I want to see more about exactly. Metroid Prime three, four. I want to see more about you know Breath of the Wild two. I want to see more of that stuff. And there's always a chance that we might see it in a direct. Um, but yeah, they don't need to like at all. They've got a, a pretty good lineup already. If they like you said, you want to see Metroid Prime four. So that means if you want to see Metroid Prime four, they need to talk to Retro and say you need to come together with the trailer to show off Metroid Prime four. Now it may be early. They may have you know early alpha footage or whatever. Maybe it looks rough. Whenever you show a trailer, you can get people that say are hyped and people say, oh, that looks bad. I'm not going to get it. So now without having the direct, there's less pressure on the development team to come up with a, a, a presentable trailer. And you don't have that issue. People, people will get it when it gets, you know, so it's a positive thing in their eyes. That's true. Yep. I mean, they could have already had a trailer ready for like an E3 direct, though. That's the thing. Like, they could have. It's not like you. It's not like a, it's like June first. Like, all right, we got an E3 direct in two weeks. Let's go. It's um, no. They've been like working on this like, throughout like March, April, whatever. I mean, before. Yeah, E3 but was they even known probably don't have a trailer until right beforehand because March and April the game was in a very different state than it is in May. <laughs> you know, like things happen. So. I think if there was a trailer cut, they just probably say, you know what, let's just keep it and, and we'll, we'll make a better trailer for the time we show it off and maybe we'll put it as a bonus in the game. Like the trailer that you never saw or whatever and just have it as a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah. I mean, they had to have done some work on it because oh, it, it wasn't until like pretty late in the game that the E3 kind of officially said we're not going to have happen or anything. So I imagine they'd already done some work on what was going to be shown. Um, but <laughs> they did. That's yeah. that's what they did show off. Yeah, I guess that's that's what whatever's left. Let's call it a direct mini. Um, so speaking of the direct mini, uh, let's get into that. That happened on June 28th. Um, Greg, tell us a little bit about what was announced at this uh, Nintendo Direct mini partner showcase on June 28th. Just so our uh, fans are knowing, Steve purposely passed this off so he didn't have to read off which are all the game titles and was leaving that um, obligation to me. We've got about so, 155 um, or 150 episodes that uh, I think since uh, Hassan passed the hosting duties off to me, and I finally learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, we had quite a huge direct of the partner showcase. Um, Quite a number of games were shown off, like um, Harvestella, which releases on November 4th. Um, the, the Persona series is coming, like Five Royale on October 21st, and Three Portable and Four Golden is going to be arriving soon. They did have an update on the Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope, which comes out on October 20th. Um, the Live Alive, which is already out, they did have a demo and stuff prior to that, and that carries over to the full game if you were to play that first. And there's Monster Hunter Rise, the Sunbreak DLC that is already out. Portal Companion Collection already that has already released as well. Um, the Minecraft Legends is coming in 2023. Sonic Frontiers holiday is this holiday 2022. Blanc is coming February next year, 2023. Return to Monkey Island, it's going to be later this year in 2022. The Dis Disney Dreamlight Valley, it's going to be September 6th, and it has an early access. Dragon Quest Treasures, December 9th. Um, this is going to be the one that I butchered. Nuir Automata, the end of Yorha edition, October 6th. Little Noah, Scion of Paradise, June 30th, already passed. RPG Time, Time the Legend of Right, August 18th. 
Lorelai and the Laser Eyes, 2023. Doraemon Story of Seasons Friends of the Great Kingdom, 2022. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, 2023, in two different volumes. Super, ba- Super Bomberman R2, 2023. Pac Man World Repack, August 26th. Railgate f- is coming this fall, 2022. Captain Bl- um, Blay. Meteor, the jump, dimen- the jump plus dimensions. That's uh, coming. That just came out on July twenty eighth. No Man's Sky, October seventh. A Plague Tale Requiem Cloud version, an unknown release date, and then a Plague Tale Innocence coming out on October eighteenth. So the main ones that had stuck out to me was pretty much the Sparks of Hope for Mario and Rabbits, and then. Super Bomberman R2 actually sounds pretty interesting. I really do like the Bomberman games. And even the Dragon Quest uh, Treasure sounded kind of interesting as well to me, as well as a Dragon Quest fan. I don't know what you guys thought or anything sticking out to either of you. How about you, Barry? Yeah, I thought this Direct was amazing. Uh, You know, honestly, there was so much to like in this Direct just as a fan of games. And a lot of surprises. Harvestella came out of nowhere from Square Enix. Looks amazing. Like looks like Rune Factory. And I love Rune Factory. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. It's Square's take on it. So I absolutely uh, can't wait to play that. The Persona games, awesome. It's about time that they finally came to Switch. Although three and four are digital only, and they're digital only on all platforms, and people are pissed. Uh, but if you haven't played them, Persona 5 Royal is a great starting point. What a great RPG coming this year. Um, Mario and Rabbids, absolutely looking forward to that. Uh, Live Alive I already did, and I truly recommend it. I did the demo first. It's a very short demo. Um, but yes, absolutely play that game. That's awesome. Uh, no interest in Monster Hunter, but I'm happy for them. Portal I've already played. They're great games. Uh, happy for everybody that didn't get to play them yet. Not interested in Minecraft. Uh, Sonic, I'm more interested in Sonic Frontiers from what... Nintendo showed off in this than what IGN did in that week-long thing. Like, it just looks so much better. Uh, come with other standouts for me. Uh, Dragon Quest Treasures. It's a prequel to Dragon Quest Eleven, and I love Eleven, so it's absolutely. Uh, I already beat Nier Automata, but if you haven't, that is a Platinum game and a Square game, so absolutely pick that up and play it. Little Noah looks adorable. Uh, absolutely uh, looks adorable. Mega Man Battle Network. I'm so happy those games are coming. Now give us Legends, give us Star Force. Let's get all Mega Man games on there. And give us Legacy Collection 3 and X Collection 3. Uh, Pac-Man World, I never played the first one. I played two on the GameCube and really enjoyed it. But this looks good. I'm, I'm excited to give this one a shot. And uh, the rest of them, you know, No Man's Sky, I'm still burned from the beginning. And Super Bomberman R2 looks good. Uh, I did enjoy that at launch, so... I'm excited to see what they do with that. But yeah, overall, I was super happy with this Direct. This was way better than uh, it ever had any right to be. And that tells me this was part of the E3 Direct. Mm. This was the E3 Direct outside of Nintendo stuff. Mm. Because this wasn't just a partner mini. Because we've had those before where they're like 11 or 12 minutes and they show off a few games. And some are good and some are like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, But this had a lot of heavy hitters. You know, Monkey Island has a huge group of fans plague tale was a huge group of fans as well uh it was just a lot it was like one after another uh great titles yeah yeah i think i I remember thinking number one like you just said like it this is a lot more content than a normal mini 
direct um, for sure. Um, I think really the biggest thing is there weren't any first party um, games. That was really the only separation um, between that and a regular direct almost, uh, at least some of those those lighter directs. Um, and, I, and I remember looking through like and 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 watching it and and being okay with it. I I wasn't disappointed at all, but but it was one of those that I I as I sat through and even as I was refreshing my mind to to get into this, um, there weren't really any games that stood out to me that I go I have to get that. That's going to be it. Um, but it's not because it's it's totally based on preference. It has nothing to do with they didn't look good or anything like that. A lot of the games look fantastic. Um, but like games like Harvestella, I'm not a, into the farming kind of games. I don't have enough time for RPGs anymore. Um, life simulation kind of stuff. Um, but it looks fantastic, like you said, and I'm sure people are going to really enjoy that game, but it's, it's not for my, my preference and my style anymore. Um, and, and what I really play. So, so games like that, I, I wish I had the time for Monster Hunter Rise because the game looks absolutely fantastic. This DLC looks great. Um, but again, you have to grind in that game and I don't have time. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm sounding like Barry used to no time. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but you've recently had time. So, um, but, yeah. uh, cause you just need to catch COVID and then you'll have plenty of time. <laughs> That's, That's all I need. Yeah. Story, uh, wait a second. Let's not No. Um, <laughs> Steve, I think I'm going to send you a copy of Xenoblade <laughs> along with COVID so you can enjoy it. <laughs> like, that sounds like back when, what was the, the, the stuff like, Anthrax? Yeah, Anthrax. The people would no. send in the mail. Was it Anthrax? Was it? Was it? Was it? I remember something. that. It yeah, was right, it was like, right after 9 11. Yeah. There was like, if you saw any like powder or anything on your envelopes or whatever, you're like, oh no, they sent yeah. whatever that was. So hopefully you can't send COVID that way. Um, no, you can't. I know the, we were freaking the out though in the beginning because we were like sitting out all our mail and making sure you didn't touch yeah. it for like a week and all that stuff. Um, Same. <laughs> I think. Um, I could potentially be excited about Super Bomberman R too. Um, if I need, I need to see more. Um, I, what I don't want to do, I, I don't want this just to be a slightly updated version because, like, what's the point? But if it actually takes it into an, an actual another level and makes it, you know, worthwhile to have a sequel, then that could be fun. Um, I've always enjoyed Bomberman, especially with with uh, multiplayer. Um, Pac-Man World Repack. I I was not actually a big fan of Pac-Man World, and it wasn't an awful game, but I was just like, eh, I I can avoid this. And so I was really shocked to see them do this repack version. Um, I feel like other there's other things that they were kind of like playing catch up mode though, like bringing these games that that are great on other consoles and they're bringing the ports over. I feel like that was, there was a lot of really strong brand new games and then there was a bunch of ports and then there's a bunch of just updates on games we've already heard of. So because of all that, I didn't get super excited about this, this direct mini. Um, but I'll, I'll reiterate it again. I like I I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't like walked away where like, well, that sucked and wasted my time. But but I've just I think I it would have been nice if we had some like big news. And I'm still, of course, holding out for the first party news of you know Metroid Prime 4 or, or Breath of the Wild 2, knowing that that wasn't going to happen in this direct many, but still like that's where I want to go with like that kind of announcement kind of stuff. And that just didn't happen in, in this one. 
I think for me, the excitement is the fact that Switch has a ton of new games. Like, there's just a ton of new games. And it's the fact that there's so many of these older games are coming back in collections. It's new ways to play great games, as well as a new way for people who miss them to experience them. That makes it so exciting for me, because like the Switch has now become this all-in-one. Like I was saying, with, with Legacy Collections for Mega Man, give us all the Mega Man. Like, give us every one. You can play all the Mega Man games on one system. Seems unheard of and amazing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I love all these collections. You, you talked about Wonder Boy. Like, all the Wonder Boys on one thing. There's all these collections that they're doing. So all the Space Invaders are in one thing. Like, it's uh, you know, Turrican, all the Turrican. They just announced uh, all the uh, Ray games, like Ray Storm, like all the shmups, all getting a collection. I love this. This is This is... The magic of gaming because there's a lot of great games that no one's played or, or maybe you missed because it's impossible to play them all so if you've never played them they're brand new for you like live alive i mean mm-hmm. in america we didn't get to play it maybe you got to play a fan translation on an emulation uh which is great and i i almost did that back then but if you haven't played it, it's a brand new game so i got to play it it's a brand new game for me even though it's an old game from like 94 uh and i'd love that that's what makes the switch so great Yep. So I'm okay with these directs where it's it's more of these older games coming out uh, because there's still so many new. Now, if there was no new games, that would be a problem. But there's still so many new games coming out too that I'm okay with that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And I think uh, I think it's interesting too because I remember I think several episodes ago, I remember you even saying you know stuff like that, Barry, that you're like, I hope they bring all these old games and put them on collections. And now we're starting to actually see that happening quite a bit, um, which is really exciting. So, did you have something, Barry? Uh, great. Yeah, in the chat, I was gonna, okay. I was gonna say quickly, Jonathan in the chat, Jonathan Drew has joined us. I mentioned the TMNT collection, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about in a little bit. Another example, <laughs> it's just yep. awesome. Yep. So, did you have anything, Greg? No, I've just been uh, in the chat talking with people, but yeah, it's. I do wish we had more collections and stuff, and it's almost like <laughs> Nintendo needs to be more on board and not just make like five collections and have a download code inside. It like they could easily have, they could have easily made a better um like Mario collection that had like Odyssey two and other stuff on there and still have it available for sale. They could have had they could actually enhance like the um like the Mario like thing and actually put in like new super mario brother games like included with like one two three in world and like they could be doing all sorts of awesome stuff to have collections and stuff to honor like their series and stuff but they don't want money apparently as barry would say (laughs) exactly true i mean even if you look at mario right there's only there's very few mainline mario games you can't actually play on the switch and that's incredible now it would be great to have a physical collection of them all you know, or one that they don't just disappear and delete for some stupid reason. <laughs> but it, it that's, that's the beauty of the Switch, which is why when the Switch 2 eventually comes out, if it's not backwards compatible, it'd be a crying shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, especially at this point. And I, and I think, 
And I really, that's one of the things that I really hope for the the future systems is that they do fi- figure out some way that it is fully backward compatible because like number one for their sake, so they don't have to keep redoing this stuff over and over again. Um, but for our sake as well, I mean, like there's, there's a lot of collections. That I'm like, I don't want to have to repurchase that. That's the only time they like money, Greg, is they <laughs> re-release it again, have them pay $10 again, have them pay $20 again. Um, that's what the times that I feel like Nintendo actually wants money then. Yeah, I mean, it would be really nice if they could just like have like the eShop actually work across systems and not just have a new eShop for every system. <laughs> right, right. Uh, let's like, why can't I download like the 3DS eShop games like on the Switch? Or why can I download the Wii U eShop games? Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some good conversation over the Evercade. Um, they have some good collections over there as well. Uh, Jonathan says, I uh, wish they'd make a new NES remix game. That would be really fun. I kind of, I forgot about those remix games that I had a blast with, with those when they came out. Um, more with the first one than the second one. But uh, but I, I really enjoy those as well. Uh, Jokester wants a new Super Mario All-Stars collection. That would be great uh maybe a mario and luigi paper and a paper mario collection yeah there's there's all these collections that they could definitely uh, be making uh for sure um so yeah well let's uh let's jump in there was another uh another event that happened uh recently i believe it was on july 5th east asia soft had their midsummer showcase so barry tell us a little bit about that event yeah, so uh, East Asia Soft does these showcase where they showcase you know the games that are coming out in a more like recent time. Uh, so this was their summer showcase, and they did eleven total titles. Uh, seven of them are coming to the Switch. Usually they all are, but this some of these are already on Switch, so uh, they're very good with that. So we had Senses Midnight, which is coming soon uh, to PC and later to consoles. Uh, Quintus and the Absent Truth is coming July 6th, already out on Switch. Crypt of the Serpent King Remastered 4K Edition is PS5 and Xbox X. would be great if that came to Switch. Uh, Rayland uh, is already out on Switch. Uh, Otaku Cross, Pretty Boys, Klondike Solitaire uh, is now out on PCs, coming later to consoles. Seduction, A Monk's Fate uh, is out on the Switch. Arsonist Heaven is out as of July 27th on the Switch. Back Again is on the Switch in, uh, in August. Uh, so that's that's sometime this month. Pretty Girls Four Kings Solitaire is coming out this month for the Switch. Book Quest is coming out this month for the Switch. And they ended with Sword and Fairy Together Forever for PS4 and PS5 uh, on August 4th. I'd love to see the Sword and Fairy games come to uh, Switch. They're Chinese RPGs. Uh, which are really, really cool. Um, did you guys get a chance to watch this showcase? And were there any standouts for you? Greg, I'll let you go first. No, I didn't really see like the announcements if we covered it in our Discord, which I apologize. I wasn't really in our Discord for long periods of time while we've been on break. But I definitely want to go back and watch it because I know like, a lot of the East Asia Shop games I do end up enjoying. So I'm sure there's got to be a few games in here that I will be looking forward to trying to get like review codes or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. I found that like, I really, I don't know, like the last, the last uh, several, like two or three East Asia soft um, 
events, like I've not found anything that I really, really like that's coming to Switch. Um, the games that I thought looked like the best from from this one are not coming to Switch. <laughs> so it's like at least have not been announced yet for Switch. Like Senses, for instance, I was like, well, it could be fun to play on Steam, but uh, it's not even announced for any consoles yet. Um, I, I do think uh, the Quintus and the and the Absent Truth with the little mouse um, did look kind of fun, and I, I may you know be, end up checking that out. But uh, but yeah, the rest of the games um, seemed pretty simple, and there seems like a lot of games that maybe they were ported over from a mobile version or just a very simple game or even not so great graphics and things like that. So um, of the the Switch versions of the games, um, things like Klondike Solitaire, like that's cool, but I could play that on a lot of different things nowadays. So um but yeah, I think the for for this one, the the non Switch games are the ones that stood out to me the most, um, except for maybe maybe Quintus and the Absent Truth. So, what do you think, Barry? I'm actually with you, uh, in agreeing with you there. Um, I think Quintus, Quintus was the standout for Switch just because it's really unique. Um, like I said, the little sword and uh, which we call it the sword and fairy together forever. It was my standout game. I, you know, I really I need to dive into that series. I got a couple of them, and it just looks fun, fantastic. Chinese based RPGs, um, like action RPGs, and uh, again, not Switch. Uh, I don't know if it will come to Switch. Uh, maybe maybe they'll be you know port it. Uh, even the Crypt of the Ser- uh, Serpent King. I'm not a big in a first person, but it also kind of reminds me of like the old school Eye of the Beholder, which I do have a fondness for. Um, and that kind of looks cool. Like, all right, you know, maybe I give that a shot. Um, but again, it's it's unfortunately not on Switch. And a lot of the other stuff, it's like you said, it's it's simpler stuff. So I do think this was one of their weaker showcases. But the nice thing is the showcases they do, they only cover like two months. So this is their summer, um, you know, the summer releases, and it's not as as big of a time, and that's fine um, because they'll have plenty more coming. Um, but I'm just thankful that they they're given so much love to the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think I've said this okay, before great. for uh, previous uh, podcast episodes. I think the the biggest thing that that like they've they've not done this, but the last couple. Um, East Asia Soft directs or whatever showcases. Um, I think I just, I, I'm personal stance. Like, I, I don't think like, I don't love the fact that every game has scantily clad women in it. It's <laughs> like, just give me a regular solitary game. game. I don't need it. Like, but it feels like there's, there's sometimes the showcases are like every game. I turn around and I'm like, Oh, look, there's another girl without much clothes on. Oh, look, there's another girl without much clothes on. Um, but, um, uh, but yeah, it's like not every game they put out is like that. Like they've they've had some other excellent games that actually like that. To be fair, that Klondike Solitaire was not girls. That Klondike Solitaire was men. Oh, well, either way. That's why it's called Pretty Boys. <laughs> so there was scantily clad men there. <laughs> Just they happen to be wearing women's clothing, but they're still boys. <laughs> oh, either way, scantily clad people then. Um <laughs> but uh equal opportunity right yeah there you go <laughs> just give me my my playing cards and let me play solitaire <laughs> which uh yeah i could do that online now so I don't, I don't need to i don't need to buy a game i could just do that on a web browser nowadays um or a free app on my phone uh so yeah i think you know it's 
the good thing is, like you said, it only covers a couple months. They'll be they'll be back with another one in a couple months, and, uh, and who knows? They may have some some excellent games during that one. Um, but you know, not that this one had a bad games in it. But I feel like, like all of us are kind of like, eh, it could be better. Yeah, the next one you can look forward to the more uh, scantily clad uh, people that they have <laughs> in their yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, looking at the the chat, uh, Jokester did not watch it. Jakester said that Rayland certainly looks like a, a pastime mobile game, uh, and uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure what Jokester is uh, throwing up at, but um, it's funny because he said that's weird. Nope. Um, so whatever <laughs> it is, he's throwing you up. Know, sometimes, sometimes those those like Rayland does look like a very simple mobile game, and you know what? There's a place for those too. You know, if you just have five minutes, you know, like I was playing, uh, you know, over the over my period of break, I was playing Nonogram's Prophecy. It's a it's just a couple buck game, but it's Picross, and I love Picross. I can play it on many different things, mm-hmm. and it's just nice to be able to. Hey, I want to have five, ten minutes. Let me just play it. So there's a there's definitely a market for those kind of games. It's not going to compete for Game of the Year, but. You know, if that looks like something, hey, I could do that while waiting at the doctor's office where I don't have to worry about being too involved. Uh, it's perfect for that. Totally. Totally. And I think that's um, I'm trying to see if I can find it real quick. Um, but there was a game that I played uh, for the last episode, last podcast episode called Fresh. I think it was Freshly Frosted. Um, it's like a, a conveyor belt cupcake making game. And it's really super simple. And it seems like a mobile game. But I told Greg the last episode, like I, I sat down to play for like five minutes. The next thing I know, I'm like two worlds through, like I've beaten like 24 levels because uh, I totally got sucked in and it works. So I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. Let's move on to uh, this other event, Annapurna Interactive uh, Showcase also had an event on July 28th. So that one wasn't too long ago, uh, just a few days ago. Um, Barry, tell us a little more about uh, what they announced there. Yeah, so if you've never heard of Annapurna Interactive uh, or Annapurna, you you really should check them out. They've got a ton of great games. In fact, they just released Stray, which, you know, a lot of people started going crazy over Stray. Like, oh, you know, it's a cat game. Um, they, they've done like Donut County and they've, they've done so many. And what's cool about their showcase is they, they didn't just show games. They actually talked with the developers. They had the developers give updates about their studio and you got to see the behind, you know, behind the scenes, like the one studio, one guy was in Florida another guy was in Texas and they just like, Hey, are we serious? And they met for the first time. Like they're showing the video of them meeting for the first time and they're working on a game together. And it's like, this is really cool. Like that, that's the passion. Uh, that I love to see uh, driving games. So they did show off quite a bit that are actually on Switch um, or coming to Switch. Uh, so Hindsight is coming uh, just a few days from now, August 4th. Uh, the Lost Wild is coming sometime to consoles. Uh, Thirsty Suitors is coming in 2023, which really looked like an interesting RPG. Like I, I was totally not sold on it until they started talking about it, and I absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, Outer Wilds was announced for, for Switch. And it, uh, now they've announced, like, oh, it's, it's still coming. Uh, the Pathless is coming winter. That's a game that that came out on PS5, and I played it, and it is truly magical, special game. Uh, so I'm happy to see Switch get it. Uh, and uh, Marquette is also coming uh, this winter. So both of those are coming this winter to Switch. They showcase some other games. Those are not coming to Switch uh, as of now, but that doesn't mean they won't. 
uh, a lot of their games do hit the switch but i don't know if you guys watched it i mean I, I love it just for the behind the scenes. I love to see the behind the scenes uh, with the developers and seeing their lives and what goes into making a game. Um, but I don't know if you guys watched it or your thoughts on it. Yeah, I actually didn't get a chance to watch it. I was I was surprised when you you mentioned uh, covering that for for this episode, and I was like, oh, I did not know that that was an event and and totally missed it. So. Um, yeah, it's going to be something that I have to go back to as as I was like quickly before we we started just kind of guiding through um what was it called outer outer something outer wilds outer wilds that looks pretty cool I like the I always I'm a sucker for that style of of graphics and the playing with the silhouettes and that that lighting thing and everything I you guys know like from the games that I've talked about before. Um, anything that has that kind of graphic style will automatically pull me in and say, Ooh, I want to see more. Um, so that was one of the ones that instantly stood out to me. I, I know nothing about the game. I, I solely based on the little bit that I saw. Um, it looks really cool, but, uh, but yeah, it's already out on other systems. Okay, cool. So I can definitely then check it out. Um, but yeah, that's really the, the only thing that I've got so far. Um, I need to go back and, and actually spend some time with it. Cause yeah, I didn't realize this, this was a thing. So how about you, Greg? Same. I didn't really realize it was a thing. And I also didn't really properly prepare and even really know what to look for. So we another item they'll have to catch up on and hopefully by uh, the next podcast. So, yeah, you really should. You were just showing a little bit of thirsty suitors. It's like an RPG where you play a girl and different suitors are trying to go for you when you do like an RPG battle and, and you like go inside their head where they think like, oh, I think I'm this big, you know, shot when you're really you're not, but in your head you do. And and, it, and it's like a Latino guy, I think it is. And it's like, oh, what's what's the best way to, to knock down a Latino's, you know, uh, ego is, oh, they they always respect their mothers, so your option is like to call your own mother, and your mother gets on speakerphone and yells at the guy, and the guy's like, "No, you know, I'm sorry, mom." And it's like it's so out there, and it's so so interesting. I'm like, this is new. Like this is definitely. I wasn't going into this thinking I would enjoy it, but that like fourth wall breaking out of the box. I'm like, I can see myself having fun with this game. Nice, nice. What's this? What's this mech game here? That that's one that's not coming to uh, Switch course. right now, but of it does. Course. It looks great. <laughs> it, I saw that. I was like, this looks yeah. really good. <laughs> uh, the good thing is, I mean, as long as it's coming to uh, uh, Xbox One, I can I can play it or PS4. It, it I could, I probably will it. come to Switch down the road because again, a lot of the, like Pathless. Pathless was a PS5 launch title or close to launch, and that's when I played it. And if you've never played it, you've probably seen it. It's just, it, there's not a lot of dialogue. It's this open world exploration where you play a hunter with a hawk and a bow and you can, there's targets and you can shoot targets. And as you shoot them, you like gain uh, speed boosts and you can soar across the area and you can grab your hawk and like lift up into the air. And you got to fight these multiple gods that have become corrupted and they're like engulfed in flames and you're like in this fire world trying to get close to them and you're like you have to constantly keep your speed up to get close and you don't you don't die there's no hp or anything like that like you can just enjoy and explore but but the bosses are it's like it's almost like a dance it's so cool they show it earlier on i think in the in the trailer okay um but yeah that's one i highly recommend because like i said i've i've played pathless 
and to see it come to Switch. Like, I'm not going to play it again, but I'm so happy for people to get to experience this. But there's there, there's Pathless. Um, you know, there's just so many cool games that they put out, and I, I love to see them embracing the Switch. Because look at that. that I mean, that's beautiful. It's so artistic. It's not, like, real real time. Uh, I think they show in the trailer. It is one of the bosses. You know, like, it's just so visually beautiful yeah it seems like a, a lot like uh what's the that flight game um spirit or something like that that oh like, yeah also didn't really you didn't lose sky? your life for sky something like that but um yeah but it seems like like it, now you actually have some some goals to achieve <laughs> which oh, you didn't really a ton of stuff to do yeah there's a ton of stuff to explore and find and document and i didn't 100 percent it but it's it's like different tiers and it's just a very beautiful beautiful adventure that's cool so that comes out in the winter so yeah okay i'll, I'll say that one uh, also is something I'm, I'm looking forward to then because it looks pretty cool um but yeah excited to to look more into to those for sure um jakester says that that one game looks more like uh damon x machina it does actually uh kind of does yeah Cool. Well, we're going to move on uh, to some headlines. But again, if uh, any of the things that we've talked about so far uh, stand out to you, you want to share your thoughts, uh, feel free to go ahead and do that in the chat in the live uh, chat here. If you are joining us after the fact, uh, you're either listening to this on your favorite podcast app, or you are uh, watching us here on YouTube. Um, number one, be sure to subscribe and hit the bell and the like button and all that stuff if you haven't yet. But also uh, throw a comment down there. Let us know what you uh, think about any of the things that we've been talking about. Um, let us know on social media, join our discord and let us know your thoughts there as well. We'd love to interact with you um, in the live chat or even after the fact uh, as well. So well, let's jump into these, these headlines. Like we said, there's a ton of stuff to go over um, that has happened over the last, I think like seven, no, not seven yet, uh, five weeks, five, six weeks since we've had the last uh, podcast episode. So we're going to run through those uh, right now and, uh, and then we'll kind of maybe have a little discussion afterwards. So kick us off, Greg, with this first one. In true Nintendo Fuse fashion, we predicted the next uh, kind of direct, but I guess it's the Pokemon Presents in this case. So it's still sort of a direct, but not quite. Um, so pretty much this Wednesday, August 3rd at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, Pokemon Presents video presentation. We'll have some updates on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, along with other Pokemon news uh, coming out in the near future. Yes, and speaking of updates to games, the Nintendo Switch Sports got its first free summer update where you can kick your soccer matches into high gear with that leg strap accessory. Then you could also experience volleyball with the newly added slide attack and rocket serve and reach for the new S rank and infinity rank. Ooh. Uh, also, if you have uh, been holding off on some games, specifically multiplayer games, uh, Switch eShop has a ton of games. We've got these listed all on our Twitter, uh, at Nintendo Fuse, but a bunch of games over there that are, I think, ranging from like 
10, 20% off all the way to 60% off. So like Borderlands, the Handsome Collection, 60% off discount. That's huge. Uh, games like Dead by Daylight, also 60% off. Doom Eternal is actually 75% off. Uh, so you can save a ton of money on digital copies of games. So, you know, people like Barry are going to be upset, you know, because you're not supporting, uh, you know, physical games here. But these are some huge deals that you do not want to miss if you're okay with uh, grabbing some digital games. And anyone that from, kind of forgot about uh, the Mario Kart Booster Pass, um, we got finally got some news that there's the next eight courses are on their way coming in just a few short days, this Thursday, August 4th. Um, you can race the New York Minute from Mario Kart Tour, Mario Kart Circuit 3 from the SNES, the Calamari Desert from Nintendo 64, Waluigi Pinball from DS, Sydney Sprint, from the tour, Snowland from GBA, Mushroom Gorge from Wii, and a brand new course, Sky High Sunday. Yes, and if that's not enough, let's go for more Nintendo updates. Mario Strikers Battle League got its first update with the long-awaited Daisy, which I know a lot of people felt the game was missing Daisy. Well, they heard you, and you're getting Daisy, and you're getting Shy Guy as playable characters, brand new, along with the new Desert Ruin Stadium and the Night Gear set. Uh, there's more content on the way, and uh, we'll see what happens next. Nice. I'm finally excited for Daisy. Uh, also, NES and SNES coming to the Nintendo Switch Online actually already has. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, but Fighter's History from the SNES, Kirby's Avalanche from SNES, and also Deva. Is it Deva? Diva. Deva? We're going to go with Deva. Diva. I don't Diva. I don't know. Diva Story 6 Imperial of Nersartia. Nersartia? Or Sarchia. I don't know. Either way, you can play those games on your Nintendo uh, Switch online apps for NES and SNES and uh, get your retro gaming on if you are a, uh, a Switch online member. So we got the results for Nintendo sales for the month of June of 2022. And both June and the first half of the year, the Switch dominated unit sales. And pretty much there's a number some great games that came out like Elden Ring continues to hold off number one, like overall, but in terms of the best sellers for Nintendo switch, we got number one has Mario Strikers battle league Two Mario Kart eight DX <clears throat> deluxe three Nintendo switch sports four Kirby in the forgotten land five super smash brothers ultimate six fire emblem warrior three hopes seven Pokemon legends Arceus Number eight, Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga. Nine, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Ten, Demon Slayer. I uh, can't finish the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he gave that to you. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and speaking of all those awesome games, one of the things that would have been part of that June Direct was Shadow Dropped. Uh, information on Bayonetta 3, the long-awaited Bayonetta 3, is finally coming to the Nintendo Switch on October 28th, just in time for Halloween. They're also releasing not only a physical for Bayonetta 3, but a Bayonetta 3 Trinity Masquerade Edition that comes complete with a 200-page art book and three cases, one for each Bayonetta title, that combine to form a panoramic art book 
uh, artwork altogether. And on top of that, they also announced Bayonetta 1 is finally getting an official U.S. release. Physically, I believe it's coming out in September. Uh, so no longer having to worry about the Japanese one, even though that one did have English. Uh, we're finally getting it physical. So maybe Nintendo's starting to learn. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. Nintendo is bringing out a brand new game, Kirby game, uh, Dream Buffet. Kirby's Dream Buffet was announced, um, kind of just a shadow drop kind of deal. Uh, they dropped it on June, uh, July 12th, and uh, it's set to release this summer, uh, so probably anytime soon. And this particular spinoff uh, has Kirby racing around in a ball form, so you'll race against opponents in a smorgasbord of food-themed stages. It almost seems like kind of a Mario Party and a uh, Fall Guys kind of combination a little bit with uh, Kirby at the center. So uh, no word yet, like how much it costs, if it'd also be free-to-play, similar to uh, Fall Guys, or if it's going to be something that you, you know, it's probably maybe a, a budget kind of a game. Um, but uh, yeah, if that excites you, uh, sometime this summer, you're going to be able to play Kirby's Dream Buffet. And while we already previously discussed the lack of uh, Nintendo Direct, but the Switch Pro rumors never ceased to exist, thinking that they would show up in said Direct that never happened. But in a new Switch that is coming is the Splatoon 3 um, OLED model. So they've got some cool art on both of the Joy-Cons and on the dock. So if you're still holding off on an OLED model, you can probably want to check out to have this one as it looks pretty nifty. And if the Super Mario Lego sets just didn't do it for you because they were geared towards kids, I get you. I'm in the same boat. So does Nintendo because they finally decided to give us more an adult line with a giant Bowser is coming. Uh, it is part of the adult product line. It's going to be 2,807 pieces. And to show it off, they even had a giant version of it at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, I think that was like 14 feet high or something. Uh, I would love to get that one, but I don't think it would fit in my house. Um, but if you want yours, uh, it'll come later this year. It's a centerpiece of your museum there, Barry. Oh, that'd be fantastic. I'd love it. We're getting closer and closer to that, uh, that having Peach's Castle <laughs> and Hyrule Castle. I'm, I'm yep. feeling it. Uh, all, well, a slightly different, you know, turn. Um, Nintendo has partnered up with Coldstone again. And uh, if you want your your Nintendo games in your ice cream, uh, there's uh, three different uh, flavors that they have now added to their, their list. Island Getaway Creation, Superstar Sprinkle Blast Creation, and Mighty Pink Puff creation, of course, based on Mario, Kirby, and Animal Crossing games. And uh, so if you've been, you know, waiting for some Mario in your ice cream, now is the time. People are still playing Pikmin Bloom. There was a recent update that added some new features. So you can now do some flower planting weekly challenges. And you can also invite friends to join those weekly challenges. And those are just two of the main features in the update. So if you're still playing, be sure to check those out. And we discussed a little earlier about collections, about how great they are and how the Switch has become a true home for them. And uh, that is true, again, with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because we're getting the Cowabunga collection, and that is going to be happening on August 30th. So at the end of this month, we'll be able to play. And if you just don't remember, the Cowabunga collection contains uh, Turtles Arcade, Turtles in Time Arcade, Turtles 1, 2, and 3, as well as Tournament Fighters from the NES, 
Turtles 4 Tournament Fighters from the Super Nintendo, Hyperstone Heist from the Sega Genesis, as well as Tournament Fighters from the Sega Genesis, and then Fall of the Foot Clan, Back from the Sewers, and Radical Rescue from the Game Boy. So you're getting a ton of games, 13 Turtle games, one collection, this August 30th. Yeah, I was really disappointed about this one because I uh, I thought it was July 31st or 30th. Oh, and, no. Uh, yeah. Went, I was really bummed that my uh, package had not arrived from Amazon yet. Yeah, I, I was a month ahead. <laughs> uh, but still excited we have it. It's coming soon. <laughs> uh, Nintendo also has recently acquired uh, a company, um, but not a gaming company. It's uh, Dynamo Pictures. They've acquired a an animation studio um, that has recently done some work with uh, Death Stranding, Persona 5, and uh, they've been uh, assisting, apparently, they've assisted in the past with Metroid Other M and the Pikmin short videos. Uh, so it seems like uh, maybe Nintendo is, is wanting to, you know, expand maybe. I don't know if this is going to affect the Mario upcoming Mario movie, if they're just going to continue to have Illumination uh, take care of that. And this is going to be something in the future. They're just going to beef up their cutscenes. But, uh, but it's interesting to see Nintendo acquiring an animation studio. That's certainly a good thing, that's for sure. And I added one more thing, which has apparently just happened during the podcast, and I figure let's talk about it briefly. Uh, Nintendo has tweeted out, for all you Tetris 99 gamers out there, that uh, the Maximus Cup brand new event's happening uh, from August 5th to the 10th. They're bringing back six themes. So if you just haven't played in a while and you're just like, ooh, you know what? I want to get some themes. Uh, they're going to be 10 points each, so very, very cheap. Uh, and they are Super Mario 3D World uh, plus Bowser's Fury, Miitopia, Mario Golf, Super Rush, The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword HD, WarioWare, Get It Together, and Metroid Red. So those are all available uh, right or almost August 5th. So this weekend, if you, you haven't played Tetris in a while and you want some cool Nintendo themes, uh, these are pretty cheap. Nice, nice. Well, yeah. There's a lot of lot of headlines, a lot more than we usually cover in uh, in an episode. Uh, so again, if you have not let us know what your thoughts are in any of that stuff, if stuff you're excited about, um, please do so in the chat or in the in the comments later after the fact. But uh, yeah, what do you guys what do you guys think about the stories? Any anything stand out that you want to share a little more uh, thoughts on before we move to the the last section of, of our podcast today? How about you, Barry? Uh, I mean, there's a ton. <laughs> so <Yeah>. much. Uh, <laughs> excited for Pokemon Presents on Wednesday. That's for sure. Uh, definitely look forward to see what they're we're going to do. Apparently, there's maintenance. I saw some maintenance for Pokemon Tournament. So I don't know if that has anything to do with this at all. But maybe we're getting a Pokemon Tournament 2 or more DLC or something. Who knows? Um, I haven't played Switch Sports. Uh, Mario uh, Strikers Battle League. I'm, I'm probably not going back to that. Um, but it does kind of echo the whole debate of our Nintendo releasing their sports games half, pretty much half-assed and then filling it in with free updates. They did it with Mario Tennis and Golf and now again Strikers. So uh, that, that kind of bothers me. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Booster uh, Deluxe Booster Pass 2, I'm excited about. That new course is also going to go to Tour as well. Um, that again, that would have been part of the E3 Direct. So, like, that's how I feel like there was one and they just decided to break it up. Um, the multiplayer sale doesn't bother me. Uh, Bayonetta 3, just again, that would have been the E3 Direct. I'm super excited to see that. Uh, Kirby's Dream Buffet, 
that probably would have been the E3 Direct as well. Just a shadow shadow announcement of a Kirby game. That's you know, that's great to see. Uh, I loved all the rumors about the Switch OLED. Like, oh, oh look, they're 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 covering this up. There's going to be an announcement. There's going to be a hardware announcement. Everyone getting excited, and it's a Splatoon 3 Switch OLED, uh, which was just hilarious. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to see what Nintendo does with this animation studio. Uh, I really want to see them utilize them. If they're going to acquire them, utilize them. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Greg? Yeah, I do um, echo like Barry's thoughts on the sports games that are like pretty much releasing like half and very little content, and then they can just try to patch it later. And that even kind of includes like Switch Sports Resort. I mean, I've seen people saying like, oh, it should have had whatever, like golf, like that's one of the staple ones from the Wii Sports game. And it was even on like the Wii Sports uh, um, Resort, I think as well. And in addition to the the online version that was on Wii U, so it's kind of unusual that it had to come in an update and it, who knows what else it'll try to add. I mean, I, I would have been pretty much done playing it, so I don't know if I'll be logging back in. Um, Pokemon Presents obviously is going to be pretty cool. Can't wait to see what they show off there. Um, the online games being added didn't really tickle me to want to play those. I don't know. Maybe who knows? Maybe I might be actually check that out. Um, the Dream Buffet does seem kind of interesting. I don't know what they'll be doing quite differently. I feel like Kirby's like so <laughs> spread thin on the different things that they have them do. So that should be certainly very interesting to see. Um, I'm actually thinking about going to the Cold Stone to try at least like one of those flavors while it's still limited. I think it'd be pretty cool. I saw um, a famous uh, YouTuber Ryu car. He, mm. him and his like girlfriend or whatever, tried all all three flavors on one of his uh, videos. Very excited for the Cowabunga collection. I definitely need to make sure I get that pre-ordered and so I can get that. And then like the animation studio thing is certainly very interesting because. Who knows? It's going to lead into like other like TV series or other movies. I mean, I, obviously they can't change the Illumination contract with the Mario movie, and that's been long underway already. But um, who knows? It could be used uh, for cutscenes and games, or it could even be used for other forms of like media, like a TV series or other like movie things that they actually have full control over because they have the studio. It's true. Maybe we'll see a new uh, Zelda animated series and. We can get a new uh, voice saying, excuse me, princess. I want to <laughs> see an awesome. anime based on the uh, Palatina uh, or Palatina oh, reveal yeah. trailer for Smash, where it was Pit versus Link in that anime style. I would watch an anime <laughs> of that. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm excited about uh, what we're going to see at the Pokemon uh, event on, on Wednesday. Um, I still don't have Switch Sports, so... Uh, for me, I'm just like, if they keep releasing stuff, I'm just going to wait and, to, and see if eventually it seems like a great game, then maybe I'll eventually get it. But I haven't been sold yet because it's it's just been halfway so far. Um, and that's the same thing with like, you know, we've talked about this multiple times about Mario Strikers and um, I'm excited to have Daisy coming back. But you know what? It's for now that game has been shelved for me, even though I love Mario Strikers, it's still shelved because it's not it's not all there. And uh, and I, I kind of get the whole like thought behind, hey, let's trickle out some stuff. But I feel like they need to have at least a 75 percent finish game instead of a 20 percent finish game. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> give us more in the beginning. I understand you want to trickle out things to keep us attached. 
that makes sense business wise. I get it, but but he barely has enough content there to to quantify as as a as the full game. Um, and then you're going to trickle it out. That's annoying. So. Yeah, Strikers was definitely by far the worst of the sports games that go through this. Yeah. Like yeah. I, yeah, I felt like like if it had I a couple, Ace modes, actually I, did was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I felt like Ace has actually had a pretty decent amount of content, and then having the, uh, and then like golf was like a step back, like, and then on Strikers is like five steps back from that. Yeah. <laughs> I think if Strikers had a couple more modes, it would have been fine. Like I don't mind them adding characters afterwards. Totally. Like this update. Would have been fine. Two new characters, a new stadium, you know, a new armor set. That's fine. That keeps people back in. But it's just the whole, hey, give me a couple modes. Give me a complete game. And it's like Smash Brothers, right? Smash Brothers is a complete game, and then they're adding fighters and stages. That's great. You're adding on top of a already completed game. This is our, you know, a game that doesn't have a lot to do. Like I said, I played through the single-player tournament mode, and there was a higher difficulty, and I didn't decided not to do it because it was more of the same. I wanted something different. Yep. Like, let me give some crazy modes or something. And it wasn't that. Yep. And adding new characters isn't going to change anything. Right, right. But on the other hand, they're killing it with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, it's just amazing. Yeah, they're like, doing it right. At this point, like, this is a game that's worth like $150, not just, you know, $60 plus the, you know, DLC cost. But the well, DLC cost is free when you're already a member. So... They're killing it with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because they're they're they know people want a Mario Kart 9 and they're probably working on a 9. And this is the cheapest way they could do it because of Mario Kart Tour. If Tour didn't exist, this wouldn't be happening. That's a fact. And what's funny is I remember when when Coconut Mall came in part one or, or wave one, press one, whatever, uh, you were complaining about the cars not moving. Yeah. And then I then it then Coconut Mall went to tour. And the first level, oh, look, the cars aren't moving. I, that makes sense. But then they moved because there's different versions. And I'm like, uh. oh, they're moving in the mobile version, but they're not moving in the Switch version. That's pretty weird. I can that understand it the other way around. Right. But they absolutely do move in tour online, like on the phone. Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. That Coconut Mall was disappointing, um, but it's still cool. I mean, like it's it's an easily overlooked thing because the everything else oh, yeah. is so great, what they're doing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, just quickly through the other stuff uh, that stood out to me. Um, Bayonetta 3, great to have an a announcement for when it's coming out. Um, and um, let's see, Splatoon 3, Switch OLED, yeah, whatever. Uh, the Lego stuff is really the coolest thing. I'm, I'm probably not going to get Bowser, but I am still really excited about what this means for the future. Like, if this goes well for them, like, I may eventually have my Hyrule Castle Lego. It's going to be so awesome. Um, and uh, <laughs> that, um, would, that's the set I would have to buy. <laughs> that, that will be the one I buy. Yes, for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the Cowabunga Collection, I already, I already mentioned, thought it was coming out last month, and it wasn't, so I was disappointed. But, you know, it's going to be here before you know it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I've kind of given up on Tetris 99. Um, I'm not good at it compared to everybody else, so I've stopped playing it a long time ago. Uh, so, it's You're cool, going to log though. in and get a theme for cheap? You probably have 10 tickets. A theme that I would theme. only use in the game that I don't play? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
it's not a it's not like a theme in the switch but maybe that eventually come out that'd be cool maybe i do it oh that. yeah that would be awesome yeah but uh yeah I'm, I'm also excited like what you guys said about uh what this this whole animation studio what that means um for nintendo moving forward and and hopefully they utilize it well because this could be really fun they have so many great ip that you know hopefully within game of course but uh but outside of games um it could be really cool too so well, let's, uh, we're going to move on to what's coming up over the next couple of weeks before our next episode. Before we do that, I do want to remind you one more time, if you have not uh, followed us on Twitter, please do that at Nintendo Fuse. And you can also join us in our Discord uh, server. Um, you'll see the link on the screen, also in the show notes and the YouTube description. We'd love for you to join uh, in on uh, on the, all the discussion that happens in between episodes. Um, it's a great place. I know a lot of conversation happened uh, in between our last couple episodes because it was a little more a little longer uh between episodes 254 and 255 but uh but yeah the the conversation did not stop um because we have our social media and our discord and uh lots of great conversation in there uh, that we'd love to to have you be a part of as well so be sure to hop over there and uh if you've not liked us if you've not subscribed to us and on all those different things um on social media here on youtube on your favorite podcast app uh we just encourage you to do that as well um yeah let's uh let's jump into what's coming out over the next couple weeks and what what games are going to be coming out uh there's not a not a whole lot of big ones at least that stood out to me um i know one of the the big ones that we've seen before uh was uh two point campus that's gonna be coming out on october or sorry august 9th um and i know uh, they've they've shown that off a few times um on uh nintendo direct minis and you know things like that before um but uh other than that nothing really stood out to me um very anything big coming out over the next couple of weeks that you're excited about uh i don't think anything big is coming out in august to my knowledge so there's nothing really that excites me. I can tell you what I'm going to be doing. Uh, I'm be playing Xenoblade Chronicles Three <laughs> until I finish it. Kind of figured that. Yeah. And 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 I I'm I'm hoping that I can finish it before our next podcast, which means I'll be playing this a whole hell of a lot. But that's okay because my wife is very understanding and like you've been waiting for this game since 2017 since Xeno Two came out. So you just go right ahead, and I love her for that um, because it, it just. It absorbs me. Like I'm doing my work stuff, and then I'm like, all right, Zeno, all right, eat Zeno. You know, like it's. Just, I just want to see more. It's like being a kid again. I absolutely love it. But if I do finish it, uh, or wait, sorry, when I finish it, uh, the next game I plan to plan it could change, of course, because I'm I am playing some games I can't talk about because I'm playing them for you know, uh, you know, obviously review or for for stuff for premium. Um, but uh, I was thinking about playing Yuru Kill, which came out. Just uh, about maybe a month or two ago, uh, it's like a visual novel, uh, and I've heard good things. It's a visual novel slash shmup. It's got shmup segments, uh, which is really interesting combination. And I've heard good things, uh, so I think that might be one of the ones I jump into next. But anything can happen. Who knows? Nice, nice. Greg, how about you? Yeah, nothing really stuck out um, over this. I do have a lot of catch up to do. I, there's a lot of premium games that I haven't played, at least according to the actual releases that have been done. So those have been on my backlog for some time. I need to get into it like Demon's Tear. And um, I do want to play more Phenotopia Awakening and stuff like that, that stuff that's already out. And then I'll definitely be continuing on with uh, 
Animal Crossing for the foreseeable future as like the August fireworks and stuff is back. And I know my daughter will be excited for that. So it definitely will be a slower month for picking up um, these games. And I still need to hit some other items off the backlog. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I think uh, the next couple of weeks as I as I look at it, um, there's nothing brand new that that I'm excited about. Um, and so if if I do, it'd be a, if I do play much, it'd be a good chance to, to go back and and uh, hit some games on the backlog. Um, hopefully I need to settle down with uh, with Life is Strange 2 um, at some point and, yes. and get that one. I think uh, at this point, it's pretty much the only thing that I've got left other than the the little piece of. Uh, of life is strange um true colors the extra stuff that i cannot play on my switch still because it's like got that glitch and (laughs) it will not let me access it at all um but that's minor in the whole whole scheme of things i'll eventually maybe get to it and i guess i could also just watch it on online if i needed to um but uh that's really the only game that's really standing out to me that that i i'm going to try to get to over the next couple weeks but like i said um the next couple weeks is going to be a little more like a little busier of a time for me so hopefully hopefully i'll get some games uh in um and uh probably you know it's it's nice to have some more games like one of the reasons why I like Rocket League, I can fire it up and just play a couple games and be done with it really quick um, if I want to be. And I can also get sucked into it. Um, but games like uh, Fall Guys is, is also like that. Um, so that's what I tend to be finding myself doing a lot more. And maybe now uh, Fortnite a little more um, just because there I can do a couple quick games. I can move on if I have like. 10 minutes, 15 minutes here and there. Um, so that's really fun. And it's great to ha- have it on the go. Like I, if I need to, I can take switch on the go with me and, and play those games. Um, so just another, another, uh, you know, checkbox and the, and the reasons why I enjoy, uh, what Nintendo is doing on the switch. And hopefully they continue the same model, uh, switch to pro new Z U version, whatever that is. So I forget what Greg called it last time. <laughs> it's funny hassan just came in playing fortnite right ah, now as we there speak. you go there you go i i figured, <laughs> figured nice. you were playing yep he, he Steve, heard, Steve, he heard Steve i've been uh, firing up <laughs> i i i heard you say rocket league and maybe uh, fall guys and fortnite but we all know you meant to say xenoblade chronicles 3 <laughs> well considering the fact that you spent 40 hours and you're not even halfway done with the game yet i don't think that i have time for that right now uh, maybe later oh, this year totally. but i definitely don't have time right now <laughs> it would be a game that i'd be like making little progress here and there and you'd be like hey steve have you finished it yet nope uh maybe <laughs> through chapter one but that's about <laughs> it <laughs> nice well, we are uh, here. We are at the end of episode two fifty five. Uh, our next episode is August fifteenth, twenty twenty two. We'll be back uh, with another live recording. So, if you have not joined us live, we encourage you to join us uh, in the chat. We love uh, being able to uh, talk with you guys throughout the episode. Uh, we've had several join us tonight. Hassan, of course, um, also Jonathan, Jakester, Jokester. Um, I believe we had Kevin as well, and uh, I believe there was someone else. I'm going to forget them, and they're going to hate me. Um, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I'm, I'm just remember seeing 
you guys in there as well. So I think I, I called you guys all out, at least the ones that have been chatting. I know there's several other people that have been joining along and just watching along. Jump in the chat room next time. We'd love to hear your thoughts on all the things that uh, we're talking about. But uh, yeah, this brings us to the end of episode 255. Uh, Barry, what's going to be going on in your world uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, beyond the playing Xenoblade? Um, a lot of premium stuff, a lot of stuff going on behind the scene. In fact, uh, we just put up uh, a retro edition second chance sale today. So if you missed out on our series three retro editions or Phenotope or Phenotopia Cathedral, Mighty Five Federation, as well as uh, Pigeon Dev Games Collection, those are up. I think Demons here might be up too. I have to check. Uh, those are up available today. So make sure to get them. And we also have an announcement coming later this week. A big one. You don't want to miss it. Um, can't say anything. Um, but it's certainly something to stay tuned to social media. Mm, nice, nice. Speaking of premium, it was pretty awesome to see uh, Raji was uh, the trailer mm -hmm. was posted on Nintendo's official yes, Nintendo's YouTube the other day, and uh, at the very end says physical edition coming or physical version coming from premium edition games. So right there on Nintendo's yes. official YouTube channel. So congratulations to premium. Thank you. Yes, that's, uh, that was awesome. Awesome to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Greg also, of course, working for Premium. Greg, what's uh, what's going on in your world over the next couple of weeks? Yep, it will just be making sure that the our, our distributors with Premium are getting their copies of their games. I've been working with the other team members to make sure that's all possible, and then still got to be gathering uh, more distributors to start carrying our games. So I'll be helping trying to focus out on that on the coming weeks as well. So hopefully find some more stores and obviously if you want to purchase or even carry premium edition games, just make sure to reach out to us and we'll get back to you and get that set up. Cool. Cool. Yeah. For me, uh, hopefully I'll get some games in. I've got some, a lot of different things, uh, this time of year is kind of a little busier for me. So, but hopefully I'll get some games in and, uh, everything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm personally missing uh, some events that are that are going on. I keep seeing these events in the world, like PAX West, and I think maybe maybe someday I'll be able to eventually get to back to a PAX event, um, be able to join you guys at some of the other events that you guys are doing too. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's just other than maybe getting some games in and just staying busy with work stuff, uh, it's going to be. Not, not too exciting uh, for me, I guess, <laughs> over the next couple of weeks. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll have some good stuff to talk about on our next episode. Uh, Huston's in the chat saying, love to come on as a guest. Hopefully we get Huston uh, back on as a guest really soon as well. But uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us for episode 255. We'll be back, like we said, for a li another live recording on August 15th. But uh, until then, happy gaming, everybody. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs>